What's most important to you when it comes to choosing your financial advisor? Someone who's aligned with your biblical values. How about someone who will take the time to explain your options? Certified Kingdom Advisors are professionals who meet high standards in competence and integrity and have been trained to offer biblical financial advice. To find a Certified Kingdom Advisor in your area, visit faithfi.com and click Find a CKA. There is not a single thing that Jesus cannot change, control, and conquer because He is the living Lord. That's from Franklin Graham. Hi, I'm Rob West. It's a great comfort to know that we are never alone when we face uncertainties in this life. We have a God who listens to prayer. Sharon Epps joins us today to talk about facing the unknown with faith. And then it's on to your questions at 800-525-7000. That's 800-525-7000. This is Faith and Finance, biblical wisdom for your financial journey. Well, every now and then, it's nice to get a pep talk to buoy our spirits, and Sharon Epps is just the person to do it. She's president of Kingdom Advisors, and she's here to help us deal with these uncertain economic times. Sharon, great to have you back. Thank you. Sharon, I know you've been doing some research about uncertainty, and you've uncovered some really interesting things. So why don't you share what you've learned? Well, we know that economic uncertainty is certain. It will happen. But did you know that the International Monetary Fund has actually produced a world uncertainty index? Okay. It covers 143 countries with data for the past 60 years. And right now, that uncertainty is about as high as it's been since 2000. Hmm. And this is a concern because uncertainty can lead to fear, decision paralysis, and irrational decision making. There's no question about that. So let's talk about some practical steps we can take during uncertain times. Well, first, we want to remember that God's in control, and let's focus on his promises. He says, I'll never leave you or forsake you in Hebrews 13, 5. He also says that if we have food and clothing, we can be content in 1 Timothy 6, 8. And so we need to realize that his promises are what give us the certainty that we need. We also can't avoid the consequences of an economy that has not followed God's principles in its decision-making. We need to know that God owns it all and we're managing it for him. And we need to be willing to ask ourselves, what's the worst thing that could happen? I think that's a great question to help overcome fear is just go ahead and say, what's the worst thing that could happen? And then follow it up with what's the likelihood of that happening? Remember how God has sustained us in the past. And then we also want to avoid the trap of thinking this is the worst it's ever been. Mm, Um, Think back, biblical times, I could list a number, but let's just think about the Israelites. When they were released from Egypt, they were celebrating being freed from slavery, but they were out in the desert with nothing to prepare them for food, clothing, shelter, and yet God took care of them. And even in recent history, I thought this was interesting, the Harvard Business Review late last year said that over the last six years, we've had to grapple with five major uncertainty shocks. Mm. It was Brexit in 2016, the U.S. presidential election, the China-U.S. trade tensions, the COVID pandemic, and then, of course, the Ukraine war and currently the Israel war. So lots going on. And we just need to avoid that trap of thinking this is the worst it's ever been. And then finally, we need to be sure we're following God's principles. We can only control our decisions and we need to rest assured knowing that we've done everything we can to manage our life well. 
Yeah, that's so helpful just to put it all in perspective. And I love that you said it needs to come back to what we can actually do, managing our own economies. Uh, and you tell us often there's four things we can do with money. There's money we live on, the money we give, the money we owe, and the money we grow. What are some quick, specific things we can do in each of those four areas? Well, you're going to think this is repetitious, but in living, we want to spend less than we earn. Right. Giving, we want to practice open-handed generosity Owing, we want to avoid the use of debt. And growing, we want to save diligently for future needs. Yeah, that's really helpful. Now, I know you also have some information about how folks can take a proactive approach to dealing with uncertainty and help others in the process. Tell us about that. Absolutely. At the end of the day, certainty is only found in God, our creator, sustainer, and provider. And that's why I'm excited about the work that FaithFi is doing to point people to God and his unchanging principles. As we look forward to 2020, 24, we want to invite you to partner with FaithFi as we continue to create a movement of faithful stewards who withstand economic uncertainty by loving God, loving their neighbor, and making wise decisions with the money God has trusted to them. If you'd like to help us reach our 250000 end-of-year fundraising goal, please consider a monthly or one-time financial gift to FaithFi by going to faithfi.com and click Give before December 31st. That's exactly right. And any gift to FaithFi has a ripple effect because it helps others get their finances in order so they can give more to God's kingdom. Sharon, great information. Thanks for stopping by. It's been great. Between now and December 31st, you can give at faithfi.com. That's faithfi.com. Just click give. Back with much more just around the corner. 800-525-7000. Call right now. What's most important to you when it comes to choosing your financial advisor? Someone who's aligned with your biblical values? How about someone who will take the time to explain your options? Certified Kingdom Advisors are professionals who meet high standards in competence and integrity and have been trained to offer biblical financial advice. To find a Certified Kingdom Advisor in your area, visit faithfi.com and click Find a CKA. If you enjoy this radio program, you're going to love all of the many different resources waiting for you at faithfi.com and the FaithFi app. You'll find powerful wisdom, free podcasts, articles, videos, and more from leading voices such as Randy Alcorn, Howard Dayton, Ron Blue, and our own Rob West. Grow in wisdom and knowledge by connecting with a community of thousands of Christians striving to be good and faithful stewards at faithfi.com or by downloading the FaithFi app. Welcome back. This is Faith and Finance. I'm Rob West. We're taking your calls today, 800-525-7000. That's 800-525-7000. By the way, you don't have to call. Just send an email, askrob at faithfi.com. That's askrob at faith, the letters F-I dot com. To Miami, Florida. Hi, Mary Lou. Go right ahead. Hello. Hello, Rob. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, I'm calling from Miami, Florida, and um, I wanted to ask a question. This is um, for my niece. Um, she wanted to see what is the best route for her as a 25-year-old living at home with minimal, almost no debt. And um, she wants to see, she was thinking about doing some real estate investment, 
But right now the market is so high, like to have some rental property, but you know, um, the market is too high. So she's like, she's not um, knowing, she doesn't have the understanding of what to do with the money right now that she's taking home with her. She's a teacher and she lives at home. Her parents doesn't charge her any, any, you know, any um, bills and all of her um, income is for her. So she's trying to see what can she do to get the best out of the money that's coming into her right now. Yeah, very good. Well, I love that she's thinking about this, and you're right. This is a unique opportunity while she's living at home. Expenses are low. She could do quite a bit of saving. Um, Here's what I would probably think about. I I don't think this is the right time with her being young, just starting out, uh, especially with her not having a place of her own, and given what you said about real estate, especially South Florida real estate, not to mention uh, the home prices, but also just where mortgage interest rates are right now. I don't think this is the right environment for her to be thinking about as a 25-year-old just getting started, taking on a rental property with a lot of, uh, you know, more, a huge mortgage, especially at a high interest rate. So I, I rather I would be telling her to think about starting to save first an emergency fund. So three to six months worth of expenses. I realize she'll do that quickly. Maybe she's already got that just because she's been saving. That's great. Let's put that in a savings account. And then second, let's identify any short-term goals that she has, such as does she want to be able to buy a place of her own? Maybe she wants to be able to buy a condo in the next, you know, two years. And she knows that's going to cost her, you know, a a couple of hundred thousand dollars and she'd like a 20% down payment. So she needs to save 40,000 for that down payment. Well, great. Maybe she can put away a couple of thousand a month. And, you know, that means that in less than two years, she's got her $40,000 down payment. So she's ready to move out, um, you know, on her own at that point. Maybe she has a third fund that uh, savings account where she's starting to save toward her next car purchase or, you know, whatever other goals that she can identify And then in terms of long-term investments, this would be a great time for her to start funding uh, a Roth IRA uh, in full every year. So she could put in $6,500 in a Roth IRA. This would be money for retirement. Uh, It's going to grow tax-free for the next 40 years while she's working between now and retirement. And if she were to do nothing more than add that 6,500 and the, the contribution limit will likely increase in future years, if she were to do nothing more than fund that every year for the next 40 years, she'd have a huge nest egg. And that's not even counting maybe a 401k at work that she might have along the way or a teacher's retirement plan. So I would have her think about, you know, these savings goals that she starts to put money into with intentionality for specific purposes, emergency fund, a home purchase for herself, not an investment, and maybe any other savings goals. And then with the rest, let's just go into a, you know, a stock portfolio inside a tax advantaged retirement account like a Roth. And let's just have her do that every year. And she will be well on her way to having a really strong financial foundation. Okay, thank you. All right. Mary Lou, thanks for your call. You sound like a wonderful aunt, and uh, we're delighted that uh, that you checked in with us today. Uh, let's head to Indianapolis. Hi, Deb. Go ahead. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Um, I had a question. We've just met with a financial advisor, and the recommendation was made to um, move some money from an IRA to a fixed index annuity. And I just kind of wanted to get your opinion on that. It looked 
I mean, it looked good on paper because it doesn't, you don't ever take a loss. You only, yeah. and you take a gain um, whenever the market goes up, you get a similar percentage of a gain. And mm-hmm. so I was just wondering what your thoughts were. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, they're not my favorite or first tool that I would look to for building wealth, but they are a tool and they are the right fit for some people. I think the key is, you know, what you're trying to accomplish. So uh, you said this is coming from a traditional IRA. Uh, was that a, originally in a 401k and you rolled it out to the IRA? Yes. Okay. And are you all in retirement now? Basically, my husband's been retired for quite some time, and I'm kind of semi-retired, doing some part-time things, but no longer working full-time. Yeah. And how much do you have, if you don't mind me asking, in that traditional IRA? In that one, 250000 and we okay. would still have about 200000 that would not be okay. rolled into that. Very good. And then once you stop working, um, what will your income sources be at that point? Um, we have pensions of of about two thousand dollars a month, and my husband's social security is about twenty two hundred and I haven't started taking my social security. I'm trying to wait until I'm seventy. Great. yeah, and so if you were able to do that, would that would the pensions plus the two social security benefit checks be enough to cover your income needs? It would be at the point I started drawing social security, yes. Yeah. Okay. And are you planning to work until age 70 or would you hope to stop before then? Um, I'm hoping to work at least part-time till age 70. Yeah. Very good. All right. So, you know, I think in terms of the annuity, I mean, you're right. I mean, the benefit is you have this guaranteed return. Um, You're giving up something in order to get that. So what are you giving up? Well, you're giving up access to your money, meaning if you needed to get to a big chunk of it, at least in the early part of that annuity contract, you would have some pretty hefty surrender charges. Uh, You're also giving up upside potential in exchange for the downside protection. So what happens is you either go with a guaranteed like fixed annuity where you get a uh, a fixed a guaranteed rate of interest on the on your contribution or you go with a variable annuity which uh, pays according to the performance of an investment that you choose but you don't get 100% of the upside and in exchange for that they you know protect you on the downside there's a floor underneath it but there are a lot of high commissions and fees built into it and they're illiquid, as I mentioned. And so I think the question is, you know, does that peace of mind in transferring that risk to an insurance company, is that uh, desirable to you enough so that you'd give up the access and the potential for a little better rate of return? You may decide that it is. My preference would be you'd take that 450000 turn that over to an advisor, like a certified kingdom advisor, he or she would deploy an investment strategy that makes sense at age 70, where you'd have 30 to 40% in stocks, maybe 60 to 70% in fixed income, maybe some precious metals. Yes, there's some downside risk, but you could have full access to your money and generate a reasonable rate of return while focusing on preserving the capital that you have. That would be my better you know, option in my mind, just because there's less complexity, you don't lose access to the money, and it's, uh, it's just not as expensive. There's not a lot of embedded fees. But I want to get your thoughts on all that. So if you can, hold the line, and we'll talk to you on the other side of this break. We'll be right back. 
As the leading advocate for the Christian financial industry, Kingdom Advisors serves the public by promoting the integration of a biblical worldview across every aspect of the financial services industry. And we serve a growing network of thousands of Christian financial professionals, equipping and empowering them to carry biblical financial wisdom to their clients, peers, and community. For more information, visit KingdomAdvisors.com. That's KingdomAdvisors.com. We are grateful for support from Praxis Mutual Funds. Praxis Mutual Funds has seven impact strategies that are designed to create positive real-world change. More information is available at PraxisMutualFunds.com. The fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses are contained in the prospectus and summary prospectus. This and other information is available at PraxisMutualFunds.com. Investments involve risk. Principal loss is possible. Foresight Fund Services, LLC. I'm grateful to have you with us today on Faith and Finance. We're taking your calls and questions. We've got a few lines open, perhaps one just for you. 800-525-7000. Before the break, we were talking to Deb in Indianapolis. Uh, Her advisor was recommending of a roughly 450,000 they have in uh, retirement assets, uh, taking about 250,000 of that and putting it into a fixed annuity. And she's just wondering about the wisdom of that. And uh, Deb, I was saying, yes, you get that downside protection with the guaranteed return, uh, but you are giving up a few things, namely uh, liquidity, but also the potential for uh, an even greater return. Give me your thoughts on that and just kind of how that fits into what you and your husband are looking for at this point. Well, I think that the liquidity, uh, the advisor told us that we could take out up to 7% um, a year without any penalty. Yeah. Um, in those first few years, and then after that, we could take whatever we would need. Sure. Um, some of the thoughts was that I mean, my husband is 70 and I'm 65, and his health is not very good. So it was just kind of trying to protect what we have, knowing that there could be expenses down the road or that I might be alone, depending on how God decides to take us, <laughs> yes. and um, trying to prepare for that. And so that was kind of where we were, why we were even talking with the advisor. Um, and so kind of some worrisome about the market right now, just because we know that it's been on a high for a lot of years. Now it's starting to see that volatility and just yes. kind of worried about losing what we've got. So that yes. was kind of where we were from, coming from. Yeah. Yeah, very good. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, that certainly could solve for that need, uh, you know, where you have this annuity contract that's growing at a guaranteed rate of return. If at some point you could convert that uh, to an income stream uh, where it pays out based on your life or yours and your husband, so you could have, you know, both of you in- included in that process. Uh, and then the terms of the annuity contract will spell out uh, what happens at the you know, the death of the annuity owner. Um, and so you could understand that and use that as a part of your estate planning. I think, you know, the alternative, again, is to have an advisor who would essentially manage this for you, manage the risk, uh, you know, select an investment strategy that fits with your goals and objectives, but really gives you complete access to the money inside that retirement plan, it would continue to grow tax deferred, and then you'd pay tax on it when it comes out. There's also some other benefits to having it in the IRA. For instance, you could do your charitable giving 
out of that and not recognize it as income. So it went in pre-tax. It can actually come out without ever paying any tax on it if you give it direct to a ministry or charity uh, through a qualified charitable distribution, which is another tool that you have at your disposal. But I think, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, annuities are uh, a tool that have a place. And, you know, if really what you're looking for is peace of mind, just guaranteeing, you know, this portion of your retirement assets, knowing that there's no risk of loss there, uh, and, you know, being able to convert that to an income stream at some point, then this could be the option for you. I would probably just explore other options as well, just to make sure, you know, that you've, you've looked at all of these before you make the final decision. Um, that's always good advice. Um, <laughs> I was told that we could make the qualified charitable contributions out of the annuity as well. Is that true? Uh, so this would be um, a, um, a pre-tax annuity, right? Because it's coming from yes. a yeah an IRA. Um, yeah. So what would happen is you can establish a char- a, a charitable uh, gift annuity. Uh, and that, you know, based on the new uh, rules, you can establish what's called a legacy IRA, but um, you would not, uh, unless I'm missing something, and our team can look into this, I don't think uh, you would be able to go direct from a guaranteed fixed annuity uh, to a ministry or charity. Uh, But we could certainly look into that and just double check that. I think you would need to leave it in the IRA to do that. Uh, But you listen on, and, and Deb, I'll clarify that before the end of the broadcast. That's a that's a great question. Uh, we appreciate your call today. Wish you and your husband the best as you enter this next season of life. Thanks for being on the program today. Uh, let's finish up in uh, Georgia today. Butch, you'll be our final caller. Go ahead. Hey, sir. Thank you so much for your ministry. Been involved since the early 80s with Larry Perkett at the Hidden Lake facility in yeah. Dahlonega. That was our, that's where we set our path. And uh, awesome, uh, kind of like being on a diet, you know, sometimes we're on it better than other times. But uh, I'm 65 years old, and um, I'm still working, and just wondering if it would be a good idea to start drawing my Social Security while, while I'm working, or should I wait till at 66 and eight months? That's when uh, I top out, or my, okay. you know, where my top out is. So what's your yeah. thoughts? Yeah, I like you, if you're continuing to work, Butch, I like you just letting that Social Security grow toward your full benefit at uh, your full retirement age. Uh, Because if you take it early, not only are you going to lock in a reduction in that benefit equal to about about one-twelfth of of 8% um, per month, you take it early, but also you're going to be, you know, if you earn over $21,240, um, you know, you're going to have some of that withheld. Now, it'll be paid back to you once you reach full retirement age. But I, I just think letting this benefit grow as you're continuing to work and don't need the money makes a lot of sense to me. In fact, if you plan to work beyond your full retirement age of, of essentially 67, uh, you can continue to let it grow up until age 70. And, you know, if the, the math says that if you uh, do that, that as long as you live 12 more years beyond that time, uh, you will have been repaid for what you didn't take at full retirement age, and then you'll have a higher check for the rest of your life. Now, I'm not saying you have to do that, but I would certainly wait until at least full retirement age before you start collecting. 
Okay, and do I understand correct that at 66 and 8 months, when my full retirement is, if I continue to work and wanted to draw, I could make over the 21.5 or whatever per year? That's right. You can earn an unlimited amount of money, and it has no effect on your benefits uh, once you reach full retirement age. Okay, but you're kind of thinking, hey, go if you can, go ahead and wait to 70. Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, especially if you don't need the money and if you're in good health, if the Lord tarries, you know, you'll have a higher check for the rest of your life. And, you know, that may go a long way toward just making sure you have what you need to cover your bills in retirement. And it's a guaranteed 8% a year increase, which you're not going to find anywhere else. So again, you know, if, if that, if the Lord has other plans for you and you need that money, then go for it. But if you don't, I like the idea of leaving it right there and letting it grow. Butch, thanks for your call today. Well, that does it for us today. I'm Rob West. Thanks to our amazing production team and to you for listening. I hope you'll join us again next time right here on Faith and Finance. Faith and Finance is provided by FaithFi and listeners like you.